from world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop? It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome everyone to Too Good to Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subjects for today's show are the Fountain of Youth and the Tree of Life. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to explain by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if the theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names, we apologize, and neither of us have any particular knowledge of legends, ancient beliefs, or mythology. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. Today's subjects were both your idea. 
we're going to start with the Fountain of Youth. So how did the idea of a Fountain of Youth first start? Wikipedia explains that the idea has been around for something like 2,500 years. Quote, the Fountain of Youth is a spring that supposedly restores the youth of anyone who drinks or bathes in its waters. Tales of such a fountain have been recounted across the world for thousands of years, appearing in writings by Herodotus, 5th century BC, the Alexander Romance, 3rd century AD, and the stories of Prester John, early crusade, 11th, 12th century AD. Stories of similar waters were also evidently prominent among the indigenous peoples of the Caribbean during the age of exploration, early 16th century, who spoke of the restorative powers of the water in the mythical land of Bimini. The legend became particularly prominent in the 16th century when it was attached to the Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon, first governor of Puerto Rico. According to an apocryphal combination of New World and Eurasian elements, Ponce de Leon was searching for the Fountain of Youth when he traveled to what is now Florida in 1513. The legend says that Ponce de Leon was told by Native Americans that the Fountain of Youth was in Bimini and it could restore youth to anyone, unquote. Apocryphal means a story of doubtful authenticity, but widely circulated as being true. That's a lot to take in. I think you had better explain who they all were and also what is this mythical land of Bimini? Starting with Herodotus, he was the Greek writer who invented history as a field of study. The Alexander Romance is an account of famous Greek King Alexander the Great. According to legend, Prester John was a Christian priest and king who fought in the Crusades ruling over land that may be modern day Ethiopia or somewhere in Asia. He thought that the Fountain of Youth was located in his kingdom. The age of exploration or discovery was between the 15th and 17th centuries when Europeans began exploring the world by sea in search of new routes, wealth and knowledge. Juan Ponce de Leon was a Spanish explorer and conquistador known for leading the first official European expedition to Florida. Finally, the mythical land of Bimini may or may not refer to the Bimini Islands in the Bahamas. Who were the Native Americans that told Juan Ponce de Leon that the Fountain of Youth was in Bimini? The Travel Pulse website provides information. Quote, it was actually the Arawak Indians who first described a mythical land with curative waters, enticing de Leon, who was ousted governor of Puerto Rico, to search for it in 1513. Spain's King Ferdinand actually offered the verdant land of Bimini to Ponce, sending him off on an expedition to find it. But like the European explorers before him, Ponce got it wrong. He landed in St. Augustine, Florida, and never made it to Bimini, as we now call it, unquote. The Arawak were the first people encountered by Christopher Columbus on Hispaniola, now the island of Haiti in the Dominican Republic. Besides the Caribbean, the Arawak also inhabited parts of South America. Is there a fountain or spring on the Bimini Islands that could be the Fountain of Youth? The Travel Pulse article states that healing water may be a possibility, but doesn't go as far as to say that there is a fountain of youth. Quote, although Florida boasts a fountain of youth archaeological park where visitors can actually buy bottles of supposed youth-granting liquid, Florida was simply where the conquistador landed. There was no mention of him locating the fountain. But deep in the forest of South Bermini, the fountain that the Arawaks were re referencing still supplies healing water. Actually, it's a well and the water is located way, way down in it. I peeked in and saw a glimpse of the water, but the bucket couldn't reach it. I was surprised to see the well or even an association with the Fountain of Youth because I always considered it a myth. There are no accounts of Ponce's expedition written by the explorer himself, and all the other accounts were written decades after his death in 1521. So what is fact and what is fiction? The freshwater well is supposed to deliver healing minerals and locals who splash it on their face and body report feeling rejuvenated. There are actually several shallow pools on the island noted for curative powers, especially the healing hole in North Bimini, located in a mangrove swamp, unquote. Aren't the Bimini Islands associated with the lost kingdom of Atlantis? The Ancient Origins website indicates that the jury is out. Quote, off the coast of Bermini lies an ancient stone, stone formation submerged beneath crystal blue waters. The mysterious path makes many wonder 
if it is the remnants of the mythical lost land of Atlantis, unquote. The Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park in Florida is mentioned. If there is something miraculous about the water, then it probably is a well-kept secret. There's a spring there from which water is taken and sold to the public. Juan Ponce de Leon is believed to have actually landed elsewhere on April the 2nd, 1513 at Melbourne Beach, Florida, 120 miles or about 190 kilometers to the south. Today, there's a park located on Melbourne Beach where a, st a statue of Ponce de Leon is dedicated to his arrival. Well, before the age of discovery, what did Her Heritus, the Alexander romance and the stories of Prester John have to say in more detail about the Fountain of Youth? The Ancient Pages website sees a connection with Ethiopia when describing Herodotus when mentioning the Fountain of Youth. Quote, Herodotus, 484 BC to 425 BC, mentioned the Fountain of Youth or magical springs in the story of the Ethiopians when he spoke of exceptionally long life spans of people called the Macrobians, meaning long-lived a legendary tribe of Ethiopia. In his work, Histories about Ancient Traditions, Geography and Greco-Persian War, Herodotus recounted how the king of Ethiopia, pr protector of his lands, scoffed at the average lifespan of a Persian, only 80 years old. Most of his people, the long-lived Ethiopians, lived to be 120 years old, while some even went beyond that age. Herodotus's account of such a place is considered one of the earliest known. Unquote. But apparently, Alexander the Great wasn't looking for a fountain. What was he looking for? Something similar, a river, as in the, as the ancient BG website explains. Quote, Tales of Alexander the Great speak of his search for a river that could reverse aging. This is often associated with the fountain of youth, despite that in the story, Alexander was searching for a river, not a fountain. History shows that Alexander was very intent on power, wealth, and land that he attained during his life. Was this enough to satiate him, or did he seek immortality so he could enjoy his spoils that much longer? Either way, he clearly did not find it. He died in his early 30s, unquote. That leaves Prester John if he actually existed. We mentioned Prester John earlier. Are they just stories about him, or... Are they just stories about him? They probably are, as Wikipedia explained. Quote, Prester John was a legendary Christian patriarch, um, presbyter, elder, and king who was popular in European chronicles and tradition from the 12th century through the 17th centuries. He was said to rule over Nestonia, Church of the East, Christian nation lost amid the Muslims and pagans of the Orient, in which the patriarch of the St. Thomas Christians resided. The accounts are very, are very collections of medieval popular fantasy depicting Preston John as a, as a descendant of the three magi, ruling a kingdom full of riches, marvels, and strange creatures. At first, Preston John was imagined to reside in India. Tales of the Nestorian Christians' evangel evangelistic successor and of Thomas the Apostle's subcontinental travels as documented in works like the Acts of Thomas, probably provided the first seeds of the legend. After the coming of the Mongols to the Western world, accounts placed the king in Central Asia, and eventually Portuguese explorers convinced themselves that they had found him in Ethiopia, unquote. Is that the last word on the subject? There is a painting by German painter Lucas Cranach the Elder from the year 1546. It shows the elderly getting in the water from the fountain and the youthful getting out, with lots of people arriving to become young again. But there is also a, the Japanese fairy tale described by Wikipedia. But I think we're going to have to go through that after the break. Yes, we'll continue after the short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you were about to talk about the Japanese fairy tale. So can you please quote from Wikipedia? An old couple lived in the mountains. A man cut wood and a woman wove every day. One day the man found a spring and drank from it. He became a young man. Delighted, he ran home. His wife said it. A young man needed a young wife so she would go and drink, but they should not be both be away, so he should wait. He did wait, but when she did not come back, he went after her. He found a baby by the spring. His wife had drunk too eagerly. Saddened, he carried her back, unquote. So there can be too much of a good thing. Let's now turn our attention to the tree of life. There seems to be more than one. But the one that comes to mind first is a tree of life in the Garden of Eden. The Crosswalk website provides an explanation. Quote, in Eden, a tree appears to have been a source of ongoing physical life. The presence of the tree of life suggests a supernatural provision of life as Adam and Eve ate the fruit their creator provided. Adam and Eve were designed to live forever, but to do so, they likely needed to eat from the tree of life. Once they sinned, they were banned from the garden, separated from the tree, and subject to physical death, just as they had experienced spiritual death. Since Eden, death has reigned throughout history, but on the new earth, our access to the tree of life is forever restored, unquote. The new earth sounds intriguing. What does it all mean? Will mankind live forever on a new earth? It depends where you look. In the Christian tradition, a tree, according to different teachers, may be associated with the cross and redemption. In other traditions, a tree has different meanings. Christians were promised eternal life if they were faithful. Why don't you go through the different traditions that the tree of life appears? There are many. We won't have have time to mention them all. The Celtic tree of life is seen in modern jewelry and designs. The Celts inhabited the British Isles and parts of Europe in the Bronze Age. The Ancient Pages website describes the importance of the symbol. Quote, Celts have had a very special relationship to nature. Uh, sorry, Celts who had a very special relationship to nature believed that animal plants and trees possessed a spiritual essence. Under certain circumstances, it was possible for humans to establish contact with, with beings from other invisible realms. The concept of unity was a strong and overarching element of the Celtic metaphysic. All things, all aspects of being were connected, and this naturally also applied to Cran Bethed, the Celtic tree of life. The belief in a tree of life is universal, and through the myths may carry from culture to culture. Some elements always remain almost identical. 
The Celtic tree of life is often depicted showing the branches reaching skyward and the roots spreading out into the earth below, symbolizing the Druid belief in the link between heaven and earth. The Celts believed that trees were the ancestors of man and had a connection to the other world. The most sacred of trees was the oak. Ancient Celts based their Ogam alphabet on the trees, naming each character after a special tree, unquote. Druids were the learned among the ancient Celts. They acted as priests, teachers, and judges. The Tree of Life also features in Norse mythology. Norse mythology is from Scandinavia, right? Yes, with gods like Thor or Odin. The Historic Mysteries website describes Yggdrasil. Quote, in Norse mythology, Yggdrasil is the name of an enormous glistening ash tree that cradles the nine realms of the cosmos, within its branches and roots, thereby connecting all things. The holy tree is evergreen and is covered in moist white loam. It supports all creation, gods, giants, man and beasts, some of which eat directly from the branches and roots of the tree. Yggdrasil is also called the world tree or tree of life because it contains all the worlds and re represents the cycle of birth, growth, death and rebirth." Unquote. Loam is a type of soil containing sand and clay. It seems amazing that the tree of life is common to different ancient cultures. The Savannah Spirit website summarizes ancient interpre interpretations of the tree of life from other civilizations, starting with ancient Egypt. Quote, to the ancient Egyptians, the tree of life represented the hierarchical chain of events that brought everything into existence. The spheres of the tree of life demonstrate the order, process and method of creation. In Egyptian mythology, the first couple, Earth and Sky, they were said to emerge from the acacia tree of Lusaset, which the Egyptians considered the tree of life, referring to it as the tree of life, which uh, life and death are enclosed. Some theorize this is actually a representation of ayahuasca, unquote. Ayahuasca is a traditional spiritual medicine made from a vine with hallucinogenic properties used in ceremonies by the peoples of the Amazon. Egypt is a long way from the Amazon to South America, which makes the ayahuasca theory interesting. Is there a tree of life in the cultures of any ancient South American civilizations? There is the Mayan world tree as described again by the Savannah Spirit website. Quote, Tomo Ajin is what the Mayan called their heaven, which they believe to be a mystical place obscured by a mystical mountain upon the earth. The world tree was considered to be the locus of all creation that reached in, in, in directions. Each direction on the Mayan world tree is represented by a different color, and its central point is considered the base for each of the layers of existence, the heavens, the earth, and the underworld." Unquote. The Mayans inhibit, inhabited what is now modern Mexico and Central America and are well known for the Mayan calendar. We haven't mentioned Asia. Are there any cultures located there that have this symbolism? There is a tree of life in Hinduism, again from the Savannah Spirit website. Quote, During the cyclic destruction of creation, when the whole earth was enveloped by waters, Akshay Vada, the eternal banyan tree, remained unaffected. Uh, as a form of a baby, Lord Krishna rested on its leaves. It is even said that Buddha meditates eternally at this spot and that the Bodhi tree at Gaia is a physical man manifestation of its energy. The tree represents that part of ourselves that stays pure and despite difficult situations, as long as we're rooted in spirituality." Unquote. Lord Krishna is the god of love in Hinduism. The Bodhi tree, a fig tree like the eternal banyan tree, is the tree, is the tree under which Buddha is believed to achieve spiritual enlightenment, with Buddha's teaching being, teachings being the foundation for Buddhism. What other notable beliefs, cultures, or civilizations should be included? There is Assyria, which would be located in modern-day northern Iraq. Also, Islam and Judaism are included in the same article. Starting with Assyria, the symbolism is not crystal clear. Quote, Not much is widely known about the symbology ascribed to the Tree of Life during the Assyrian civilization, just that it was hugely important. In most of the famous art, a king or other entities were depicted as caring for the tree with special attention, and it had an important spiritual significance. Most experts theorize it was a symbol of creation." Unquote. In Islam, the symbolism is familiar. Quote, 
The whole motive is extremely similar to that of Christianity. The tree of immortality is the same as Christianity's tree of life, unquote. Finally, for Judaism, there is a mention of Kabbalah. Quote, just like Christianity, Judaism believed in the Old Testament, so the entire tree of life, tree of knowledge, is really important. But unlike Christianity, Judaism has fascinating symbolism in the form of the Kabbalah representation. You'll also notice that this looks very similar to the Assyrian tree of life. Some people believe that this was one of the original forms of Judaism and that it borrowed a tree of life and adapted its own symbolism, unquote. What is meant by the Kabbalah and its representation? Simply put, Kabbalah is a form of mysticism associated with Judaism that became widespread in the Middle Ages. The Kabbalah representation of the tree of life is explained by Wikipedia, quote, the tree of life is a diagram used in various mythical traditions. It usually con consists of 10 nodes symbolizing different archetypes and 22 lines connecting the nodes. The nodes are often arranged into three columns to represent that they belong to a common category. The nodes are usually represented as spheres and the lines are usually represented as paths. The nodes usually represent encompassing aspects of existence, God or the human psyche. The lines usually represent the relationship between the concepts ascribed to the spheres or a symbolic description of the requirements to go from one sphere to another. The nodes are also associated to deities, angels, celestial bodies, values, single colors or combinations of them and specific numbers. The columns are usually symbolized as pillars. These pillars usually represent different kinds of values, electrical charges or types of ceremonial magic. It is usually refer referred to as the Kabbalistic tree of life in order to distinguish it from other concepts with the same name. In the Jewish Kabbalah, the nodes are called Se Sephiroth. The diagram is also used by Christian Kabbalah, Hermetic Kabbalah and Theosophy. The diagram is believed to be derivable from the flower of life, unquote. Christian Kabbalah was a movement that interpreted aspects of Christianity more mystically. Hermetic Kabbalah is a Western esoteric tradition involving mysticism and the occult. Theosophy is an esoteric religious movement established in the United States during the late 19th century. The flower life is the modern name given to a geometrical figure composed of multiple evenly spaced overlapping circles that are arranged that they form a flower-like pattern with six-fold symmetry like a hexagon. We discussed the flower of life in another episode when discussing sacred geometry. With that, it's time for the first question. Don't think we've got time for the first question. I think we have to go to the break. Maybe you could mention the Facebook page. Yes, you're right. And if anyone wants to find us on Facebook, we're at Too Good to Be, Too Good to Be True. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the goal for it online course the course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success go to findhiddenmoney.com Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. 
Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were discussing the, or starting, about to start, the questions and psychic insight about the fountain of youth and the tree of life. Dad, can you please ask the first question? We'll start with the fountain of youth. Why have tales of a fountain of youth been recounted across the world for thousands of years? Basically, since many people believe finding the fountain of youth could basically make it so humans don't only look different, but also survive longer. So there's been tales over and over again of this magical power in a way where it would provide a more immortality too, since being mortal is something a lot of humans have a hard time coping with. In 1513, for Juan Ponce de Leon's expedition to search for the fountain, why did Ponce de Leon learn? How did Ponce de Leon learn about the mythical land with curative waters described by the Arawak Indians? Basically, just passed on. So, just passed on information. Why did Spain's King Ferdinand believe that there was a verdant land called Benini, with waters with curative powers? Again, the word of mouth. So people passed on the story like a fairy tale. Why did Ponce de Leon land in Florida never to make it to Benini or Bimini as it's now called? His directions were completely off, so he didn't understand the maps like they are today. Do the waters from the natural springs in the Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park in St. Augustine have any restorative powers? They can help one skin, yes, but it is not a magic fountain of youth that would create people looking younger magically. Did Ponce de Leon actually land on April the 2nd, 1513 at Melbourne Beach, Florida? Approximately, yes, but not exactly that location, but close. On the island of South Bimini, deep in the forest, is there a well that the Arawaks referred to that supplies or has supplied healing water? That has been the rumor, yes. Does the water from the well deliver healing minerals that when splashed on the face, the body feels rejuvenated? It has some rejuvenating properties, yes, but it's not a magical turning back time, so people look way more youthful. Do the shallow pools of North Bimini have curative powers, including the healing hole located in a mangrove swamp? There are some interesting healing properties that could be said, yes. Can you say more about that? Basically, just very good for the skin and also very good for the person's energy, so just providing overall wellness but no restorative powers in terms of turning back the clock. Correct. Is there an ancient stone formation submerged beneath the crystal blue waters off the coast of Bimini? There are some formations, yes. Is the ancient limestone block formation known as the Bimini Road a remnant of the lost kingdom of Atlantis? It's connected, yes. In the 400 BC, did Herodotus have any basis for mentioning the Fountain of Youth or magical springs in his history of the Ethiopians? There is some basis that could be said, yes. Can you say any more about that? That they use certain different springs, natural muds, trees, even plants, etc., to make themselves appear more youthful. So they did use different actual properties that made it so the skin would age as quickly as the sun. Did the people called the Macrobians live exceptionally long lives? Not super exceptional, but longer than normal, yes. Was there any basis in Herodotus recounting how the king of Ethiopia 
ridiculed the average lifespan of Persians as being only 80 years. There was some intimidation factor. So some of it was true, but there was also in intimidation. Did the long-lived Ethiopian survive to be 120 years old or more? Yes. Was there any particular reason for that? Actually, a very good diet. So it wasn't related to anything of youthfulness, you could say. Why was it said that Alexander the Great was searching for a river that could reverse aging rather than a fountain? Basically, over time, different water had been used. So it's not always a fountain. Sometimes it's a stream or river or even a pond. Did Alexander the Great ever find anything resembling a river of youth? No. Why was it thought that the fountain of youth existed in Prester John's kingdom? Basically because of the wealth associated with it, you could say. Why was there the story that depicted Prester John as a descendant of the three Magi, ruling a kingdom full of riches, marvels and strange creatures? Basically more folklore or fairy tales, you could say. So some people were seen just as more mystical than others. Why was there uncertainty over Prester John's place of residence being one of India, Central Asia or Ethiopia? Basically, since nobody really knew, so they just went with whatever place they could guess where he existed. Why does Ethiopia appear more than once as a possible location for the Phantom of Youth? There's been rumors through many groups of people where that's where that where it all lies. So it's been a central location where people choose because they are at different times when there is not much known about it. What prompted German artist Lucas Cranach the Elder to create the painting The Fountain of Youth in 1546? Basically to put an art towards what a lot of people were discussing, so to make it a visualization. What's the point of the Japanese fairy tale that there can be too much of a good thing when the old lady drank too much of the spring, returning her to being a baby? Yes, and also to be careful for what you wish for. What can we learn from the stories of the Fountain of Youth? Basically that many people wish to look younger. So even the stories have been carried on now where people try different techniques to look younger. So they try magical products that they say they are going to work, plastic surgery, and go to extremes to look more useful. So the ultimate takeaway from all of this is that a lot of people want to look younger, but they also forgot to embrace their looks at a given point in time. So sometimes they forget to embrace when they're actually aging. So you should appreciate yourself at the age you're at. Correct. Changing subject to the tree of life, was there the idea that if Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden had not eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, eating from the tree of life would have meant immortality? That's the concept, yes. Was eating from the tree of knowledge a metaphor for behavior that it was against the will of the God of the Old Testament? That could be said, yes. Why is there the idea of the new earth where access to the tree of life will be forever restored? Basically where the new earth supposedly provides everything that humans are longing for, including this tree of life where basically you can live a very happy, positive life for as long as you want. In the Christian tradition, is there a strong theological connection between the cross and redemption and the tree of life? That could be said, yes. Is that because the theologians have written it that way? It is more written concept and also, again, wishful thinking. So humans really like to think about the endless possibilities, which includes immortality. Also in the Christian tradition, is there a strong theological connection between eternal life of the faithful and the tree of life? That could be said, yes. Why did the Celts believe that animal plants and trees possess a spiritual essence? Basically, since it provided a lot for them, it provided food, which was essence for them to survive, on top of also providing basically everything around them. So they believed that each animal, plant, etc. had a spiritual presence and that could almost be felt. Was it possible for humans to establish contact with, being, from, with beings from other invisible realms, or was it just believed to be possible? It's possible. So in some cases, yes, that could happen. Did the plot of the 2009 movie Avatar 
incorporate the Celtic concept that all things, all aspects of being were connected, including Cranbethed, the Celtic tree of life. Yes. Did the writers get that idea from Celtic mythology? Partially, yes. So it's partially based on that. Where did the Celtic people get the idea of the link between heaven and earth as reflected in the Celtic tree of life, with branches reaching skyward and roots spreading out into the earth? They believed everything was interconnected, so that was their belief system. So they believed that life, death, everything is interconnected. Why did the Celts believe that trees were the ancestors of man and had a connection to the spiritual world? Basically, the trees are in their own way, have their own spirit to them, and that they are connected to man by they watch man grow. So they watch man from a tiny baby to death, where a human is put back into the ground. So it is almost a life cycle of a human is connected to the trees. What was the most sacred tree, the oak, with the ancient Celtic, Celtic alphabet naming each character after a special tree? Basically, since the oak tree was seen the most and was seen as one of the sturdiest, so one that would not be affected by weather and would last a long, long time. Why were the Celts so advanced in their thinking, apparently in some ways more advanced than we are today? Again, historians always make that more ancient humans are not as smart as us today. However, they were a lot more advanced in their knowledge. So sometimes where humans are more advanced in some concepts today, humans back then were more advanced in their thinking. So you have to think about how they had more time, they had more open-mindedness, you could say. So sometimes expanding your brain and thinking about more abstract concepts is important for human growth and new learning concepts. I don't think we got time for the next question before the break, Justina. Well, I'll mention our Facebook page and our Instagram page. You can find us on there at 2TWOGTBT. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? 
Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you're going through the questions and psychic insight about the fountain of youth and the tree of life. So can you please continue? Yes, we're on the tree of life. Why was there the belief in Norse mythology that Yggdrasil, the enormous glistening ash tree, cradled the nine realms of the cosmos with its branches and roots, thereby connecting all things? Basically, again, just the interconnectedness. So the connection from the entire universe to the humans. Why was there the belief that Yggdrasil was an evergreen variety of ash tree covered in moist white loam? That was a visualization for the people. So they wanted to give this more abstract construct a more physical construct. Why was the Norse tree of life also called the world tree that contained all the worlds representing the cycle of birth, growth, death and rebirth? Just the connectedness again, and everything being one. For the ancient Egyptians, why did the Tree of Life represent the hierarchical chain of events that brought everything into existence? It was almost the explanation of why everything was the way it was. So the tree represented how everything came together as one. In Egyptian mythology, why was it believed that the first couple, Earth and Sky, emerged from the acacia tree of Lusaset, the tree in which life and death were enclosed. Basically, this belief that a small seed goes into a larger tree that connects everything. So almost that the tree encompasses all life and that each branch is a new branch of life. Why would it be believed that the tree of Lusaset is a representation of ayahuasca, a vine found in the Amazon 10,000 miles away from Egypt? Things were a lot different when the Egyptians were really thriving. So what plants and animals are now and what they look like is very different from times back then. So back then, Egypt wasn't a desert. Correct. In the Mayan culture, why was the world tree considered to be the central point of all creation, reaching in different directions, represented by different colors? That had all the energy, all the essence of everything. So a tree basically gave everything, its soul, its essence. You could even call it its spirit. Why was the central point considered to be the base that passed through each layer of existence, the heavens, the earth, and the underworld? Basically representing that the tree had many different parts. So it had its branches, what you see, but it also had its roots below the ground. So everything works together, representing how the underworld works with where the humans were, which also works with the heavens, so everything is connected. In Hinduism, during the cyclic destruction of creation, when the whole earth was enveloped by water, how did Akshayvada, the eternal banyan tree, remain unaffected? It was just very special. Why is it believed that the Hindu god Krishna rested on the leaves of the eternal banyan tree? Basically because it was so protected, so it was thought that something had to protect it. Did Buddha meditate under the Bodhi tree, a physical manifestation of the eternal banyan tree's energy? There is some belief in this, yes. Did the religious teacher Buddha achieve spiritual enlightenment, meditating under the Bodhi tree, with this enlightenment becoming the foundation for Buddhism? Yes, that could be said. Does the tree represent the part of ourselves that stays pure despite difficult situations, as long as we're rooted in spirituality? 
In a way, yes, but also in a way representing the soul and spirit. So representing the pure part of every single human, animal, plant, etc. So even though the outside physical body or mental body can be affected, the soul still stays pure and as one. In the Assyrian civilization, why is it depicted that the king or other entities were caring for the tree of life with its important spiritual significance? Basically caring for it, so giving back, so realizing how important the tree of life is and giving back to it also. So this also represents giving back to the earth and giving back to the environment. As experts believe, was the Assyrian tree of life a symbol of creation? Yes. In Islam, is a tree of immortality the same as Christianity's tree of life? And it's similar, yes. In Judaism, why does the Kabbalah representation look very similar to the Assyrian tree of life? Was it design influenced by Assyrian beliefs? It was similar, yes. What is Kabbalah? Is it a form of mysticism? Mysticism, spirituality, belief system, it's many different things. Why does the capitalistic tree of life usually include 10 nodes called Sephiroth, symbolizing different archetypes and 22 lines connecting the nodes? Basically more mathematical representation, so it has its basis in symmetry. Why are the nodes often arranged into three columns representing common categories? Three is a very special number, so it represents the, you could say, equality of the number. So it's arranged so that everything is just so. Why are the nodes usually represented as spheres, each representing aspects of existence, God or the human psyche? It's showing the cycle too, so it's showing the cycle that all human beings go through. Why are the nodes associated with deities, angels, celestial bodies, values, single colors or combinations of them and specific numbers? It shows the connectedness of all, so it includes everything, not just humans, but all different beings. Why do the lines represent the relationship between the concept described to the spheres or a symbolic description of the requirements to go from one sphere to another? Basically the connectiveness, so each connection is special in its own way. Why the column symbolizes pillars usually representing different kinds of values, electric charges or types of ceremonial magic? Each one has its own message, so each one has its own, you can say, unique ability. Why is the diagram for the Kabbalistic Tree of Life also used by Hermetic Kabbalah and Theosophy? That's just the relationship between the concepts. So it's a concept that bounds many different belief systems. What does Christian Kabbalah involve and what is its purpose? Basically the oneness, so connecting all and having the same belief system, connecting all humans, all beings, all of everything. Does Hermetic Kabbalah involve more than mysticism and the occult, and what is its purpose? It could be said, and its purpose is still kind of out there. So the achievement of one is its ultimate purpose, but along the way, there's different journeys that a person would have to go on. So that's where they would learn different values associated. Is Theosophy an esoteric religious movement, and what is its purpose? You could say that, yes, and its purpose is more of knowledge, you could say. So learning and fulfilling the different values. So it's more of an integration of knowledge. Is the Kabbalistic tree of life based on the sacred geometry figure, the flower of life? Vaguely, yes. It's not the same since the flower of life is a different concept, but it's similar. Why are there trees of life with similar meanings across many different cultures, beliefs, and religions? Basically, since it's a very, you could say, embedded concept in humans. So the tree represents a lot to different humans. And it's an embedded concept that people just have in the back of their minds. So throughout cultures, you could see that concept actually becoming a reality and drawn. So observing how the trees grow, how trees live, etc., and their connection to the earth is very important. Is there a connection between the spiritual sense of the tree of life and evolution? Evolution is also something that shows the connectiveness of all humans, plants, life forms, etc. So it's really important to remember that even in more scientific methods, such as biology, the tree is also used. So the tree is very important when you think about it, with how complex the systems are. 
and how the tree provides so much for humans and in a way it keeps humans alive. So this also has to be thought of as a physical sense of what a tree does for humans is also a part of the life cycle. What can we learn from the tree of life? To remember that everything is connected. So everything is connected in a very complex way where when you do one thing, it affects the next, affects the next. And also that everything's connected. So just because you're not blood related to someone or are not friends or et cetera, et cetera, you are connected since everyone on this planet is connected. And even not on this planet is connected. So to remember that every time you do something to someone, including plants, animals, etc., it does have an overall effect on the tree. That was the last answer. Is everything connected, even in a complex way, too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, I guess we should have said um, or asked whether the um, fountain of youth was too good to be be true. Obviously it is. If there were a fountain of youth, I think it would be very crowded on this planet, or even more crowded. Yes, I think what this kind of goes back to in the whole concept of the fountain of youth is that a lot of people do want to look younger, they want to look different, and it's about accepting yourself, accepting that everyone's going to age, and accepting just to try to be as happy with yourself as possible. Yes, I like to think I've earned these wrinkles. Um, Going back to the um, uh, Tree of Life, uh, I I think it's a recurring theme over a a previous episode where ancient cultures seem to come up with similar ideas independently. I think it's really fascinating how that happens. And I think there's a, there's a I don't know, a, if it's called a science or a humanity, called comparative mythology. So that I found fascinating, again, that different places all over the world seem to come up with similar ideas. Well, on that note, I'll mention our Facebook page and Instagram pages. You can look us up on there by typing in two, spelled T-W-O-G-T-B-T. As always, we would love suggestions for future shows, any comments on today's shows. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to next week's show. children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. 
With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.